Michelle. Hi, Greta. How are you? I am absolutely amazing. My voice, you can kind of hear it in my voice with how much fun we had today. When we got on the call, I thought you had like just woken up from a nap. It turns out that you did, but it's more related to the fact that we finally watched an F1 race together for the first time. It was so much fun. Not only did we watch it together, but we watched it at a local like British pub. Um, They were airing the race and it was like at a normal time for us in Southern California that we just had to go. And it was such a blast. It was glorious. Yeah, the I mean, the bar was completely full which was like so cool. Um, We managed to get, well, you managed to get us seats with like some strangers. (laughs) Yeah, when I walked in, I did like one round around the place and immediately was like, there is nowhere to sit. So I just kind of like stood by the doorway, like lurking. And then I was like, you know what, like, there are, there's like one empty seat next to these people. I'm just going to have to ask them, hey, you mind if me and my friends squeeze in? And they let us, and it was great. The place was packed full. It was like, it was like split between, I want to say three teams. There was Mercedes, there was Red Bull, and there was Ferrari. And every single time, every single time, there was a move by Red Bull. The place was screaming. It was so much fun. I definitely felt that there was more Checo fans than Max fans. Though. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, uh, for those that don't know, we are in Southern California. We are literally like le- 20 miles from Mexico. So 100%. We're so close. There's going to be Checo fans. So it was a really, really fun environment. There was a group of people behind us. And I was very confused as to who they were cheering for. Like, Michelle came in, Same. guns a-blazing. She was a Charles girl through and through today, which was so fun to see. I quickly... I had to be... I quickly had to pivot <laughs> at the start for who I was cheering for because the driver I normally cheer for was gone before the first lap was even completed. Well, no, after, like, the formation lap. Um, but it was so fun. I, like, walked in, and I'm looking for Michelle because the place is packed, and I instantly see this, like, group of people, and they're all wearing, like, DR3 shirts, and I was like, oh, these are the party people. This is, like, the part. These are the party people. These are the ones that know how to have a good time. Um, and they saw, like, my... Um, my Enchante tote bag, and they were like, I like your tote bag. And I was like, I like your shirt. Yeah. We pulled up with matching Enchante tote bags. We were those girls. Oh, yeah. No, it was perfect. I need to, I feel like I need to up my F1 merch game so that next time I'm like ready, but also so that more people spot me in the wild and I can hopefully make more Formula One fans fan friends no like the amount of merch that was in that pub it was insane was so fun and the mercedes shirt yes that so many of the girls were wearing that's what i was gonna say i need that that's what i was gonna say i kept on staring at this one girl she had the um like the long sleeve jumper or long sleeve sweater for us um the mercedes the black one with like the cinched uh cuffs that are like red and white, I believe, or red and black. Dude, that thing looked f- 
fire. It was so cool. And it probably cost like $80. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's going to be so funny because I'm going to pull up with like my um, Danny Richto and like Mercedes sweater and then take off my sweater and then have like a shirt with Carlos's face on it. They're going to be like, oh, she's a little confused, <laughs> but she's got the spirit. <laughs> That's definitely like what I'm going for. Yeah, like to keep them guessing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it was clearly a good a good day. Um, and now we are here with our race week recap. So I am Greta. I'm Michelle. And together we are Race Week Recap for a Formula One podcast. A very professional. Absolutely not new. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're doing not new at this at all yes we know what we're doing this is high quality content you're about to listen to so okay let's start off with some just general grid updates so since we last yes take this away yeah since we last spoke the 2023 grid lineup is looking a little bit funky i mean we're gonna start off with what we've always known mercedes we have lewis and george Ma- uh, max <laughs> red bull we have max and sergio ferrari charles and carlos um <clears throat> mclaren lando and oscar alpine esteban and pierre Alphatari, Yuki and Nick, Aston Martin, Alonso and Stroll, Alfa Romeo, Valtteri and Bottas, uh, Williams. This is where we get a little bit interesting. You said Valtteri and Bottas. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was literally thinking about Valtteri's crash today. I was, yeah. Anyways, Alfa Romeo, Bottas and Joe. Sorry, Joe. Um, Williams. This is where it starts to get a little bit, a little bit interesting. We got Alex. A little shifty. Yeah, we got Alex. Albon and Logan. Mr. Logan Sargent. Yes, our only American driver on the grid. Um, so Williams was pretty much like, listen, if Logan can get, if he can secure enough points for his super license, he will be driving for us next season, which is like wild. This kid is 21 years old and he is from Florida. It did not, I was not able to get full confirmation before we started the podcast, but it's like vaguely linked to Trump. So this is the representation that we needed in Formula One, I guess. He's a a little bit of a Trumpy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Um, It checks out. Yeah. If that's, I mean, from Florida, 21 year old boy in like a male dominated sport okay i'm not gonna speculate until i know for sure but as it stands from what i know on the outside i will not be rooting for the home team (laughs) the only american driver on the grid that i claim is k-mag that's it that's it kevin magnuson may be scandinavian but k-mag he's american we're losing danny rick so it's k-mag that is the honorary American. Yeah, honestly, and like truly. Um, that's really like all the great updates. I'll get into a little bit about Danny Rick once we get to the very end of the podcast. But uh Michelle, did you wanna talk do you wanna start talking about the, the GP and how ridiculous this shit was? Yeah. I got into Formula One I think around or right before last year's Austin GP. And so obviously I have friends who are into it. I think a couple of my coworkers actually went to see it. Oh, I'm so jealous. And then I was surprised, you know, 
there was just so many celebrities like pulling up. It's like a huge thing. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it was cool to see it as a fan this year. My first experience with an American GP was this year, Miami. And, I mean, they pulled out, like, the red carpet. There were so many American celebrities. Um, so it was it was interesting, but... And it was corny as fuck. It was corny as fuck. Um, I'm never gonna forgive the... I don't know whose decision it was to put them in those football helmets when we were in Miami this year. Yo, Carlos looks so goofy up there. It was an insult. Um, but How do you make such a handsome man look so stupid? I have literally no clue, but it was just like, like those photos of him up there with the helmet turned into a meme because it's like ridiculous. <laughs> so to start off, the king of the Austin GP, which is like, it's called the, the American GP, the king of the American GP, um, Danny Rick pulled up with a fucking horse and the horse had a paddock pass did you see that horsey mccorse had a paddock pass and i didn't and that's literally vile i was so upset seeing side note seeing all of the other like um uh formula one podcasters on the grid and like i was so jealous (laughs) <laughs> it would be nice. I got the biggest. It would be nice. I got the biggest case of FOMO, and um, I was like texting, like I would like send Michelle a clip or whatever, and I was like, "That should be us." But like, granted, I don't care that something good happened to you. It should have happened to me instead. <laughs> but like, granted, they've been doing this for years now, so we will have our day one day, Michelle. One day we'll be in. Media day at Las Vegas, living our best lives. That would be chaotic as fuck. I'm trying to pull up the drivers. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the drivers uh, Instagrams because I want to do a very quick segment um, about the paddock fashion. Okay, love this. Uh, this race because it was fucking ridiculous. So first thing first, Max got a haircut and the internet went wild. I saw this tweet that was saying max went from she calls me daddy to i'll have her home by six sir. oh absolutely the long hair fits him so well dying and he actually was looking so good with his long hair mm-hmm. and then he cut it and then those just initial pictures of the cut and the short hair was just like mm, it was awful no it's a no for me it was absolutely awful but I am of the strong belief that the drivers honestly look the best right after the race, you know, when they have just taken like the balaclava off. Yes. And they're ruffling through their slightly sweaty hair. Yes. yes. With um with the helmet prints still on their faces. Yeah, yeah. That's th- that's a female gaze, actually. Absolutely, that is the female gaze. When they look those short moments before they put on this fugly ass hat. That yeah, like there's something about a sweaty, tired man who just lost five pounds driving <laughs> that just like does it for me. <laughs> they look the flavor. They all look slightly disoriented. It's I love a confused man. <laughs> That's our type. That's our type. Um, no, actually, today Michelle pointed out um, our type are Red Bull rejects. Yeah, I think that was another tweet that I saw. That's our type. 
Red Bull rejects. I will Truly. 100% stand by that. Uh, talking about Red Bull rejects, Mr. Alex Albon show, showed up blonde and yes. wonderful Miss Lily He was a huge like part of um, Thursday um, and media day. She was doing a little um, like like golfing paddock contest with them if you don't know lily is a professional golfer she's a complete badass so yeah it was so nice to see her there no i desperately need the actual video of them doing the long drive challenge yeah i hope they post it on like um on youtube or something because it was it looked like so much fun i need to see george swinging with all five nine of him and missing i need to see it in 4k (laughs) yeah no um okay so then that was that was a nice look that we got from alex um after that um we had okay so red bull didn't really come out with like any looks unlike the fucking the the ferrari boys okay i have a bone to pick with ferrari (laughs) do tell ferrari really had these two men in cowboy hats that were 100 percent purchased at the dollar store with cowboy boots that still had the tags on them this is how they stay under the budget cap no red bull are you taking notes absolutely like they looked ridiculous in these photos and like they're like they're sitting next to a ferrari and they're supposed to look so cool but like Charles, i mean not carlos looks like like a like a like a man child like he looks insane um so i found that absolutely rude for them to be doing stuff like that when they could have gone the other way and for the first time ever lance stroll knocked it out of the fucking park oh my god this man he was like yeah okay american gp i'll dress up he had on a white t-shirt tucked into like a pair of denim just denim pants and then cowboy boots on that were tucked like his jeans were over his pants i mean his jeans were over the boots this man looked fire i was like who who is this lance Stroll came correct american gp more like america's next top model this is what you were supposed to be doing not this campy corny as oh this is america shit like it was so god I'm very, very happy with how he pulled up, but, um, and then Danny Rick, uh, his new merch dropped, which is like all ridiculously priced. Yeah. All this Texan, I don't know, American South merch. Which is like, it's cool. Like it looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. The He's got the radio shirt. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's ridiculously priced. I just cannot, I can't even fathom that. Yeah. Spending that much on a jumper. The only thing we can fathom is the $20 on Shantae Toe. Yeah, absolutely. A second. Which Greta so kindly gifted to me for my birthday. Oh, yes. I saw it and I was like, oh, I got to snatch this shit right up. I, quick. I was quick with it because I knew it would sell out. And it was like, it, it was a good size. Like, it's a really nice toe. I was very surprised. It's like wider and the straps are like nice and long. Sorry. If you if you if you use tote bags regularly like we do, then you can appreciate a good tote construction. 
If you know, you know. Oh, my. I will literally be wearing this everywhere. Oh, I know. It is not, I'm not leaving the house without it. It's it's amazing. I'm going to carry my dog in it. <laughs> it's a good size. <laughs> All right. Let's get to qualifying. Michelle, do you want to, I actually didn't watch qualifying. So I do kind of have to uh, take it away myself. She's got no option. <laughs> Go ahead. So Danny was out in Q1, which was very upsetting. What we hate to see. And then, uh, shockingly, so was Esteban Ocon. I don't really know how that happened. I thought the Alpine was going to be pretty fast. But, yeah, it was just not in the cards for Esteban this weekend. So, condolences to all the Esty besties. And then uh, we had a pretty good competition for pole. Except... Not quite, because Charles had a 10-place grid penalty, so you knew he wasn't going to get pulled anyway. But Carlos qualified first, so he was a pole sitter. And then uh, Charles was technically second, but then actually started 12th, and then Max was third. And I feel like one of the things which I learned from watching qualifying was that out of all the, the previous Austin GPs, all except one had been one from the front row. So I guess it's not like a super overtaky track, but it did end up being a two-stop race, which I feel like made it a little bit more exciting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, this race could have been cla- like classified as exciting without even the pit stops, um, but that definitely added to the fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are we ready for race day? Yes. Okay, race day. Again, the vibes were immaculate. It was just really fun to see who in the pub was rooting for who. I think Greta mentioned there was people behind us and they were booing Charles. (laughs) And Michelle took that personally. (laughs) And I took that personally, but... Honestly, like, the energy was so amazing. Now I'm, like, trying to plan when we can next, like, watch a race together because it was just such an upgraded viewing experience to watching it in my home, sleepy as fuck, and trying desperately to pay attention. Oh, no, absolutely. It was just so much fun. Like, literally everyone there was just in it for a good time. And the I think the funniest part was at the end of the race when they started playing the um the Padres baseball game. Literally everyone went from like, ooh, the Red Bulls are sitting over there and the Ferraris are sitting over there to being like, let's go Padres. It was so funny. Um Yeah. The vibes were absolutely immaculate. Um there was like there was like this man sitting like across from me and I was like, oh man, Yuki's in the points. And this guy was, he look, he like looks at me and like shakes his head and he's like, yeah, I like Yuki. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so it, we were with our people. It was so good. Oh, the couple that like let us sit at their table. Um, I was trying to get like ketchup out of a jar um, because we got fish and chips. I was trying to get ketchup out of a jar. And um, this was right after um, Botas like DNF'd. And uh, the girl, she like turns around and she was like, I thought you were clapping because Botas like spun out. I was going to tell you to leave our table. I was like, no, absolutely not. In this house, we love Instagram boyfriend Botas. 
TikTok king, Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, so like it was just so much fun watching it like live with a group of people I feel like is the next best thing to watch to actually watching a race like in person you know which we do have to experience at one point absolutely and I think another thing I was sort of worried about was that if I wasn't going to be able to hear the commentary then I wouldn't really know what was happening in the race but that actually wasn't the case either I feel like we actually got a super good grasp of what was happening even though, like, there are radios which we totally, like, could not hear at all. Yeah. You know, some of them have the little subtitles. Mm-hmm. So you do still get an idea of what's happening. And you can still, like, follow along from the pop-ups and obviously, like, the left panel on the side. Yeah. Uh, I Same thing. I was worried. I was like, oh, man, we're going to have to go back and take notes after this. Which, like, we did have to go back and, like, refresh for the podcast. But while we were there... Everything was like very clear. Um, if it wasn't for us screaming, it was for another table screaming. So we always knew what was going on, which was great. Yeah, we didn't need crafty. We just knew that they're screaming fans. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, all right. So start off the race. I missed the formation lap because I was looking for parking. But as I arrive, it started, and the second it starts, Carlos is done so dirty. George Russell really really fucked him up carlos was fighting with max um trying to overtake trying to defend and russell really like comes out of nowhere no he thinks he can make a move but then he just like goes straight through the turn and goes straight into carlos which like i don't comprehend and i went back and i listened to the radio and george has the audacity to say, oh, he just got in front of me. Like, why did he do that? Michelle, when will George Russell take responsibility for the foul <laughs> acts he has committed this season? I am sick for of the it. crimes. When will he be accountable for his crimes? It's. Am I able to keep defending him? No. <laughs> Debatable. I refuse to defend this man any longer. Happy to report there was a couple a couple people who were booing George Russell. I was one of them. Yeah. I respect it. <laughs> I cannot stand it. Yeah. This man is like Toto's homing missile. He's just like, I gotta take out. I gotta take out a Red Bull or I gotta take out a Ferrari. Every single fucking race. He is out for blood. It's, he's on. He's a man on a mission. And I'm so sick and tired of it. And like nothing happens to him ever. He did get a five second penalty. But like he'll get a penalty but his race isn't completely fucked, you know? You're like, he can't keep getting away with it. It's ridiculous. Like, my fist shaking in the air. He's so lucky. He's so lucky <laughs> that he has Carmen. Because that is the one the one thing about him that I'm like, okay. At least he has taste. That's it. Everything else about this man, I am sick of him. I'm sick of Georgie Boy and his incredibly British radio. <laughs> Crikey. Crikey. Anyway, to close the loop, I think Carlos made his way around and then back into the pit. And then they ended up having to retire the car because of damage, which was so sad because this is, I think, his second time on full. Yeah. I saw a meme that was like, this ends Carlos's streak of winning from pole. 
his 100% conversion rate of winning from full, which I guess is now 50. Charles could never. I have a bone so, to pick. I have a bone to pick yeah. with, like, Formula One fans and, like, even the Formula One, like, Instagram account. And these weird-ass stats. I feel like there's literally a statistic for, like, every single race and it's always like the most obscure drivers like oh like i I understand like alonzo's like most races ever race and stuff like that but like just the weirdest stats and then you like think back to it you're like this this guy has only been driving in formula one for like a couple years why are we like (laughs) it's so funny to me no the stats pros are also horrible particularly on tennis Twitter, which I'm on, they will literally throw out the most useless stat you've ever heard in your life. But it's just some random coincidence that they managed to put together and pass off as something like interesting and cool when it's like not meaningful at all. But for this one, which was like his 100% pole to win conversion rate, obviously like that's a joke because he's only ever had one pole in his life. Oh, yeah. No, but, like, there's some other ridiculous stats like that. <laughs> you're, you're like, I still don't like yeah, it. I still get, like, <laughs> like the same as, like, um, I'm sure it's, like, the same in tennis Twitter. Like, exactly what you just mentioned. Like, people will just throw out these, like, random stats, and I'm just like, okay, cool, I guess. Like, you really took the time out of your day to research this stupid fucking stat when you could have better spent your time making an edit of Lewis Hamilton to Alien Superstar. Absolutely. Put your resources Priorities. where they are valuable. All right. Do you do you have an edit of Lewis Hamilton to Lewis Hamilton to Alien Superstar? I wish. I need to make one. I feel like I saw it on Twitter before. If you find it, send him my I would honestly make an Alien Superstar edit of so many people on the grid. I want to see that. Such a good song. So, I love it so much. After Carlos got fucking taken out, there was this man dressed in head to toe red ferrari red i'm sure he was crying by the time this happened when has he not been he probably carries a box of tissues with him everywhere he goes you're absolutely correct um i feel like it's pretty safe to jump to this now we have literally alonzo flying through the air that crash was mad just seeing it through his driver cam i was like this man is flying and then he didn't retire his car he used a cheat code he only had his two back wheels were those even on the floor yes (laughs) he was not actually airborne (laughs) like he was on two wheels it was literally insane and i'm 100 percent sure this man was still pressing the gas pedal Like you can't kill Fernando Alonso. No, call an ambulance, but not for him. Literally, the fact that he didn't retire is just absolutely incredible. So basically, he was behind Stroll, and I think Stroll made some move or whatever, which resulted in Alonso crashing into him and then going on two wheels. And somehow his car was still intact afterwards. And then for Lance Stroll, I think he got a puncture on the wheel, which Alonzo hit. And then he spun and one of his other wheels just completely came off. Yeah, by this time, there was debris all over the track. It was an absolute mess. So then things slowed down. They had to pick up everything. I don't remember. Was there? I think it was just a yellow flag. This was a safety car. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was surprised. I thought that they were going to red flag it, but I think the drivers were able to slow down and avoid the debris, which was on the track. But it was like on the track and they were cleaning it up while they were still racing. I thought it was going to be a red flag, but it ended up not being. There was some incident with Pierre and then he was penalized and then he wasn't and then he was and then he wasn't. And this like FIA banner kept on popping up and going away on her screen. And I felt for Pierre. Jesus, this he did not know what the hell was going on. Yeah. I mean, I to be fair, I didn't either. I feel like this is one of those moments which I feel like could have been improved with a little commentary because I did not understand what was happening. I, I still have no idea what happened with Pierre's, um, like, the penalty he got and then it was, like, wrongfully given to him and then they gave it to him again and then they revoked it again. It was... It was kind of ridiculous. Um, everybody was a little bit confused. Um, but, yeah. yeah um, it was not a good weekend in general for the office hours. Mm-hmm. I think Ashley was on the radio complaining about the same issue from last weekend. Or, mm-hmm. I guess, last race. Yeah. Um, Pierre's kind of done. <laughs> he's kind of no, done. He's put in his two weeks, and now he... It's so sick of everyone's shit. I mean, I totally get it. I would be doing the same thing. Last race was absolutely disgusting. So it makes sense for him to be a little bit upsetty. But you know who is not checked out, even though he has also put in his two weeks? Mr. Sebastian Vettel, racing for his life, leading this race for I don't know how many laps, but it was glorious to see. It was absolutely beautiful. We had a couple... um, during like that, during after um, after Alonso's crash, when everything was kind of slowing down, we had a shit ton of pits, um, and then Vettel ended up at the front of the pack. And I, there was a point where it was literally like Vettel, Hamilton, Charles, and I was like, okay, we're done. Stop the count. We are good to go. This has been great. Thank you everybody for showing up. We're cutting the race. Like what, <laughs> 30, 30, if not more laps early. Thank you. Yeah, and then approximately 30 seconds after you said that, Max overtook Charles, and then probably two minutes later, Lewis overtook Vettel. And I think at that point, I was like, okay, Vettel has to pit now. And then he eventually did, and then it was the pit stop from hell. I have never seen so much disrespect in one place at one time. It just kept on going because max actually had a horrible pit stop probably like 10 minutes before which put him behind charles he was stationary for about 11 seconds it was the front left tire gun which was Mm -hmm. malfunctioning or whatever and everyone cheered (laughs) which i thought was (laughs) fucking hilarious i was like i thought these are red bull fans i guess they were just checker fans we might also all just be chaos fans. Yeah. Literally, when anything would go wrong, we would cheer. <laughs> One thing about Formula One fans, we love a little bit of chaos. We're <laughs> we here for the drama. We're literally here for the drama. Um, Vettel gets the literal pit from hell, and it's just going and going and going, and he dropped so far down. Yeah. I mean, he ended up making his way to the top, I mean, making his way up, and then eventually um, overtaking K-Mag, which, like, 
we love to see it. He was in the points, but he could have been it could have been a better finish for him if his team hadn't absolutely like destroyed his chances. Yeah. Everyone cheered when Vettel overtook K Mag for eighth place in the last lap. That was pretty sick. And then I think right after he pulled off that overtake, the little graphic popped up saying that he got driver of the day, which we love to see. Love it. Love it. And it's funny because like we were also K-Mag fans, but Vettel Trumps, especially considering we won't have him for much longer, which is, is starting to like hit me. At first I was like, oh, it'll be fine. But now like I think it's all of the fan edits on TikTok that are so depressing. (laughs) You need to send me some of them so I can can cry too. But yeah, I hope at Abu Dhabi they do some burnouts again. Because they did it for Fernando, right? Eventually he came back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely hope that they're planning something for Vettel because that man is absolutely legendary. And I know in interviews, he's been like, well, I don't think people will remember me, but like BFFR, be fucking for real. All right. Absolute legend in the sport will not be forgotten. We love Seb. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of absolute legends, I fear Lewis Hamilton is not going to win a race in 2022, no matter how badly I want it to happen. Okay. So Lewis overtakes Vettel. Lewis is leading the race. And then like literally like cue hunting music because Max is coming from the back. He just got fucked over in his pit stop and he's literally making his way up the grid again. And this man, Max is the equivalent of like a shark, not even a shark hunting. Max is the equivalent of um killer whales hunting, like just pure strategy, pure strategy and just eyes set on the prize. This also goes to show how shitty Lewis is fucking mercedes is because lewis is over here like he was leading the race for a couple laps i want to say like what eight laps yeah we had 10 laps left in the race and max just overtakes and the crowd goes wild another crowd starts booing it was so upsetting i think that also like hit a switch in me and i was like oh yeah he's not winning lewis is not gonna win race like you're 100 percent correct yeah it, it just feels like this was his best chance and it didn't happen here so yeah in mexico brazil or abu dhabi it is probably not going to happen let's hope something happens for him in brazil but it's just the way that max drives that red bull he's literally unstoppable like it's disgusting how good of a driver he is he is truly super max. It is wild. There's nothing that they like he can do. Except complain on the radio about Max going off Jack Clement. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That was so funny. Um, it was like every single turn he was like, he went off. He went off again. And yeah. Max actually got close. They were on the radio saying, mm, Max, you got three strikes. One more. Out. And then Max was given a penalty, and then Lewis was given a penalty because the devil works hard, but Horner works harder. All right. Absolutely. Horner was like, You want to play these petty games? You want to be calling out? He went off limits on in turn 20 and then in turn eight you want to be making these calls that's fine i'm sure horner has an like a group of like three people just monitoring lewis at all time and monitoring (laughs) lewis's race so they could just know just call him out it's upsetting to me and the girls but yeah that was the austin gp charles ended up 
in P3, which I was pretty happy about. I wasn't so sure at the beginning because I felt like he was not really moving up as quickly as I expected him to, but he got up there. He was having some pretty good fighting with Max, which I love to see. The words let's fucking go may have (laughs) exited my mouth at some point. I lo- <laughs> never to be uttered again when Max finally overtook him for good. But it was so fun though. They had they were there was a little a little raciness happening between them, which is like so much fun to see. Them switching back and forth between the chicanes was so fun. Yeah. That is my overtake of the day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours? My overtake of the day. You know what? Vettel overtaking K Mag. That was the most fun. That one was a lot of fun. That that was really nice. Driver of the day has to be said. Absolutely. End of discussion. What was your radio of the day? Okay. Radio of the day. When the pit wall told Lewis, okay, Lewis, hammer time. It's hammer time. And then nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. And then he like continued to fall further back, but that's okay. It was fucking depressing mad i was like you can't be doing (laughs) shit like that that's the equivalent of like um in um fast and furious when they're like oh i'm gonna hit the nose and then like if nothing was to happen (laughs) the car were to go slower No, yeah, you can't be saying it's hammer time. You don't have the car for that. You don't that. have the car. Sit down, sir, sit down. That was that was embarrassing. <laughs> um, what was your radio of the day? My radio of the day has to be, it's like a two-part. Hamilton uh, saying on the radio, he went off at turn two. And then uh, like 10 seconds later, and possibly at turn three. So sassy. So sassy. <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh <laughs> like, be serious. <laughs> Do you know if he went off at turn three or not? <laughs> He's just keeping an eye out for Selena, okay? Petty Lewis is the best Lewis. I stand by that all the time. All right. Do we talk about the cooldown room? Yeah, this is the most awkward cooldown room on the face of cooldown rooms. At first, I was like, they don't even have a cooldown room. First, they were just kind of sitting by like planks off the side after getting weighed. And I was like, Michelle, is this the cooldown room? This is embarrassing. <laughs> but eventually we did get a cool down room and um did you get the quote from um it was an interaction between charles and uh lewis yes i saw it on twitter after because of course the pub was way too loud to be able to hear mm-hmm. but mm, content the content charles goes what happened to carlos and lewis goes um uh, George took him out. <laughs> took him out like it was his mission. Ridiculous. Absolutely. He, Lewis is trying to find like a like a better way to put like it. A nice way of putting it. No. And it just was not happening. There was no nice way. Charles is just like, oh, okay. Absolutely insane. And then just the awkwardness between the drivers was kind of insane. Yeah, it was very awkward i don't know why honestly yeah maybe they're all just tired or whatever they're all just sick of of max they just looked like they were ignoring him the entire time it was kind of sad (laughs) i don't know oh but can we also talk about the fucking constructor celebration i thought that was so hilarious so corny they had like a viking boat but it was a car but Shaquille O'Neal was like sitting in it, holding the Constructors Championship trophy, and then the entire Red Bull team piled in, wearing their fucking cowboy hats. I was like, what in the world? Again, literally the corniest thing in the entire fucking world. I am tired of American GPs being 
just like a literal circus like it is fucking funny though it's american campiness at its at the max and (laughs) the drivers are always saying like oh you know the american fans like they go hard and blah 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 it's like yes but also you guys can we not (laughs) you can be the change you want to see in the world we can start portraying a good image of ourselves this is this is our time (laughs) this is our time we should we should consider doing this and we should consider changing um the way that other countries view us um before logan says something that he's not supposed to say we are not all hillbillies it's embarrassing i keep on thinking about um i've thought about this a lot actually um a gp in san diego and how fucking classy that shit would be we need laguna seca back it would cut through downtown Mm. it would cut through little italy and like it would be so much fun it would cut through like la jolla it's like the most bougie place in san diego oh it would be so much fun (laughs) well it cannot cut through downtown in la jolla how far away are they um uh, much further than like the one point however mile damn it how big is the radius of an f1 circuit I have no idea. Me neither. <laughs> very professional, very official podcast. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Are we talking about the post-race interviews? I didn't actually watch them, but I know that you did. Let me get into the post-race interviews real quick. Danny is pissed. He is over it. Listen, this man looked like he was about Why? to cry during the interviews, Michelle. It was so heartbreaking. Okay, well, oh. Danny finished second to to last only before the legendary latifi which like there was which like is kind of amazing that danny was able to overtake latifi because danny was behind him for like the majority of the race like it was starting to get really 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 freaking bad um so i mean he was out in q1 during qualifying and now he just he looked so defeated he's like one of his quotes um, from the interview was every time you think it can't get worse it does no this man is fed up he i swear someone at that someone in the mclaren garage is like purposefully like purposely purposely whatever fucking him over so that he just cannot secure a seat next season like it's it's upsetting no but i feel like i think crofty was saying this or some other commentator was saying this that it might honestly be better for danny to just take a clean break from f1 for like a year and then come back versus like being a reserve driver and being around everything but not actually racing because that requires a certain mental attitude Mm -hmm. which has to be like really tough i definitely i definitely would agree with that statement i mean we saw albon do it but um albon also like came out and publicly spoke about how difficult that moment those times were for him and alex is obviously like at a completely different stage in his career as well exactly yeah which great transition leads me to the next point that the streets are talking that danny is going to be a reserve driver for either red bull or for mercedes and based on some of the post-race talkings people are saying that it's going to be for mercedes which like okay cool we still get to, we still get to see some glimpses of Danny. If you had to pick, which one would you choose? Right now, I'm just thinking about who would retire first, Checo or Lewis. <laughs> so Danny could take that seat. Red Bull, I think. Me too. I would actually pick Red Bull, but I feel like it's 
Mercedes, I don't know. I feel like Danny and his Red Bull was just absolutely amazing. Yes. I mean, honestly, get Checo out of there, put Danny back in. I want to see Danny back in a Red Bull. That would be amazing. He looks great in that dark blue suit. He never should have gotten out of it. Yeah. Yeah, hindsight 2020. We need Maxiel back. We desperately need Maxiel back. In tears. I saw that video from, I think, Media Day, where Danny basically came up to Max during an interview and hugged him around the race. I thought the waist, I thought that was so cute. <laughs> Adorable. Danny is being like extra cute. What makes it hurt even more? Exactly. <laughs> it makes it hurt so bad. Um, okay. Another post race interview. Pierre was pissed about the entire situation, about the FIA's decision to grant him slash and then not grant him and then grant him and then not grant him penalty, race penalty. It was an absolute fucking mess. Whatever. He's just, Pierre's having the worst time. I think Pierre just wants the season to be over. He just wants to hang out with his buddy Yuki, wants the season to be over so then he can move on to not Red Bull pastures. Yeah, 100%. Which honestly, with the way things are looking, Alpine, I might be, I might be, I might be an Alpine girl next season. And then we had Carlos, obviously he DNF'd. Um, Carlos was also just upsetty spaghetti. Um, He posted on his, um, on his instagram just tldr looking forward to mexico oh, no. <laughs> not much like uh he said there's not much i need to say about this race looking forward to mexico that's it with a black and white photo i'm sure his pr team had a lot to say on like what to, in that in those choices but yeah yeah and then i think we also had a clip of George coming out of the Ferrari paddock supposedly to apologize to Carlos for what happened, as he should. Yeah. George uh, put out an apology tweet to Carlos, which like, okay, good. But also, mm. oh, um, Michelle, I have some breaking news. Okay. Fernando Alonso receives 30 second penalty, drops to 15. <gasps> what the fuck? Yeah. Sorry. This, this literally dropped 36 minutes ago. Breaking, Fernando Fernando Alonso loses his P7 finish in Austin. The stewards deemed that his car was, wait, was sent out of track in an unsafe condition, and he received 10-second stop-go penalty, which is converted to a 30-second time penalty after the race. He drops to P15 with Vettel in P7, Magnussen P8, Sonoda P9, and Alcon P10. Okay, well, you know what? At least Vettel gets more points. But, oh my god, that is so shocking. (laughs) Is this because his right (laughs) mirror fell off? Oh no, sorry. I completely am half asleep. The stewards seem that his car was sent out on track in an unsafe condition so yeah probably hmm. okay like after they fix it they I guess it didn't do a good enough job at fixing it oh see that's actually kind of like sad though because that was so legendary the fact that he was literally on two wheels he dropped all the way down and he came back up to get p7 i like that story better we're just gonna go with that narrative <laughs> fia i refuse to listen to anything you have to say and that's just the way it is that's the way it always is so in the end we have um for sorry, not, not ferrari or <laughs> record scratch we have red bull as constructors cup champions Woo-hoo. who could have seen that coming and we got the notorious corny ass horner message <clears throat> you did it max great job out there <laughs> Oh 
my Where's God. Where's the F1 impersonator guy? We need him to do that radio. He was at the race. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, he was like apologizing to all the drivers apparently. So funny. So funny, I love it. I saw his video with Danny. So next week we have Mexico. Love to see it. Very exciting. Um, we will not be together for that race. Ugh. Um, but it is bound to be a good one. Yes. What is our Checo prediction? Checo's going to take it. <gasps> I I really listen. I'm not a Checo fan, <laughs> but Checo, I want him to take the next one. Just do it for yeah. <laughs> Just do it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Check a win. <laughs> okay, but okay, but then, but then Charles still gets V two in the championship. Please, <laughs> <laughs> trade offer. Checo gets to win Mexico. <laughs> she said Checo gets to win his home GP if and only if Charles is still second. <laughs> no, we were talking about this on the way back about. Like the race start times. So Abu Dhabi starts at 5 a.m. Uh, our oh, time. Yeah. yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to wake up for that because it's the last race in the season. And then I remembered, well, Max has already won the Drivers' Championship. Red Bull has already won the Constructors' Championship. Do I really want to wake up at 4.45 a.m. to watch it? And I was like, only if the fight for P2 goes to Abu Dhabi will I watch it. Otherwise, yeah. I'm waking up whenever I wake up on that beautiful Sunday on November 20th and watching it then. It feels like it's so long from now, but it's literally right around the corner, which is so heartbreaking. I know. What am I going to do when the season is over? Michelle, what are we What are we going to do? What What are we going to talk about? I don't have a life outside of this. <laughs> this is all I do for fun. <laughs> I literally, I read. We talk about books we're currently reading, and then we talk about Formula One. This will actually just turn into a book podcast uh, during the off season. Stop. Are we going to have a little Formula One book club (laughs) starting with our favorite Formula One books? It's an option. It's on the table. Yeah, we have several. We might release some of the archived podcast episodes. We're thinking, we're considering, we're fathoming. The girls are fathoming. The girls are up to no good. All right. Is that it for us today? I think it is. Greta, where can people find us? People can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, on Apple Music, and on Spotify. We are Race Week Recap everywhere. Amazing. And we will see you all next week. Yes. Don't forget to stream Midnight's (laughs) Taylor Swift's 10th studio album. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.